What is happening, everybody? This is uh, Chuck S. Livingston uh, reporting um, for the Hogcast this week. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by these two goons, Logan Livingston. Logan. What's up? And Colby, Brianna Yarbrough. What's up, everyone? Good to be back after a week vacation. Yeah, Colby didn't really kill himself. I think we told y'all that last (laughs) week. Yeah, we did say Uh, suicide was on the board, but it wasn't. Yeah, Colby, um, I mean, Colby always looks kind of dead to me anyway, so maybe he's just <laughs> oh, like a zombie and he's back, but sorry, Colby, I, I gotta take a shot while I can. Um, and off, honestly, I'm just uh, still ticked about last night. Um, if you're listening to the show, you probably watched the football contest between Arkansas and Texas A&M last night. I gotta be honest, I didn't anticipate the Razorbacks being uh, super competitive in the game, but they proved me wrong, yet they it somehow hurt even worse hurt my heart, hurt my feelings, <laughs> yeah. even worse that they were in the game and involved and still found a way to lose it. Uh, guys, help me out. Maybe explain what happened because uh, I, I, I just I, I really don't know. My biggest thing was penalties. I mean, we talked about it. We got behind the sticks quite a bit uh, throughout the game. We had a bunch of costly holding penalties. We had a rough in the passer personal foul hit on, I think, Ledbetter. Um, that also yep. put us behind the sticks. And we just can't do that because our offense really isn't that <clears throat> explosive anyway. So when you're getting behind the sticks, I mean, I'm pretty – we talked about this last night, Charlie, but it's almost like I'm saying the exact same thing I said this time last year when we played A&M mm. because this game was, like, eerily just like that game. Like, I mean, very, very similar. Um, but, yeah, penalties for me was the big one. And then, obviously, our secondary had some uh, clown, clown-like plays about, uh, throughout the game. That was bad. That, I hate it for Greenlaw. I really do. I know he's young, but man, that play like literally killed me. Like I died a lot on the inside. I really did. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that one again. Everything's magnified late in the game like that. I don't know why he was looking into the backfield. Uh, I think he had to have been expecting help over the top on the play you're referring to. The that's sixty what yard catch. Is that what Bielema said? Mm-hmm. So that's probably not actually what happened if that's what Burt said. It's, it's weird, though, because I went back and looked at that play, and it's like <clears throat> right before like before the snap, he is obviously confused. He's like mm-hmm. raising yeah. his hands, like yelling at the sideline. He has no idea what's going on. Like, And Logan, I'll, your dad actually pointed out. He's like, look yeah. at this. Like, we can't even get lined up. We like, like, honestly, and we, and we, if Rob saw that, we we almost probably should have taken a time, taken a timeout because with a freshman like that and against like a, a spread dynamic offense like that, like I really wish. I mean, it's uh, it's hard, it's easy to say that now, but right. um, as confused as he looked before the snap, I really feel like we needed a timeout. Oh yeah, pen- I mean like Logan was saying, penalties and penalties and penalties. Um, two big ones. Me and Logan were talking about this before you came on, Chuck. Is of course the Kirkland false start. I mean, they're mm. they had penalties all the game, but that was huge because. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people said Bielema really wasn't being aggressive fourth quarter, but he's about to go in in fourth and three. If they get that, I mean, all game. You, you see A and M, they're panicking. They're, with four minutes, they're calling timeout. Someone looks lost. Kyle yep. Allen's sitting there. They I mean they're like they do look like they lost the game. Honestly, Kirkland don't get it. He they might not not you know completed the pass, but or got the first down, but you never know because it was never there. And then I think it was Skipper right before Brandon Allen fumbled the ball, and they might not got it there either. But they were they're around the fifty yard line. And when you get in third or second long or uh, long situations with their their uh, defensive ends, it's really hard to get off passes because they're, they're speed rushers. Miles um, Garrett's just a beast, and so you really don't have that much time. So you love to be a you know around third and four, third and three, or second and you know second and short. And I think that's just what killed them late in the game. And then like Logan, I mean the defense, uh, they got some stops. I mean. We kind of forgot what a punt looks like from the other team, but and they yeah. they forced some punts, but still the D or the A&M's offense averaged nine yards per play, 
and I know when you get 40, 50 yards here and there, it kind of it raises that up quite a bit. But still, that's you just can't have that, especially late in the game, them big plays. Yeah, yeah and that's Allen, the thing. Go ahead, Logan. Kyle Allen was averaging uh, 13 yards a pass. <clears throat> mm. for, the, <laughs> for the game? For the game, yeah. Oh, so he's averaging a first down every time he throws it. Yeah, that, that's right. That is, is that not good? That's not good at all. Do you I mean, not like that? They had no success running the ball, really, but who cares if you can't run the ball when you're throwing for 13 yards a pass? And honestly, the defense was doing when they they kind of struggled the first half a little bit with them. They couldn't get the stop. Second half, they kind they really like bared down. They stopped them quite a bit, except for the like the last two drives. I mean, I guess the last drive and then the um, uh, the overtime. And the thing about it, that two of their two of their scoring, I think the two times they scored touchdowns was one was like a ninety. Uh, 95 yard or 98 yard drive, and the other one was what a 85 yard drive at the end of the mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. I yep. mean, the, the worst field position they had all game, and it's when they scored. And it's, I don't know if Arkansas was just playing kind of, I don't know, I don't know what happened. Yeah, it was crazy to me. I mean, it, and again, I, I think we all agreed last week we, we had almost zero expectations for this game, but when you're in it and you see the, and it's just we continue to slip up and make these these awful mistakes late in the games. Like, it's just been a staple of, of, of Brett Bielema ball. <laughs> Burt ball. Burt ball since he's been here, right? Like, I mean, I I mean, yeah, Logan kept saying last night, man, you know, we didn't really think we'd be in the game. And that's partially true. But since we're here, let's just win the game, right? Like, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I want to win the game, but I guess you yeah. to, you got to take it as kind of a – I mean, I know we don't like moral victories here, but – um, I guess me and you both talked about it, Charlie, last night. We feel a little bit more hopeful about the rest of the season because, I mean, if you can hang with A&M on a neutral site, I feel like you can beat some people. Because as we saw, I think, I think the West is struggling quite a bit, actually, uh, with Auburn kind of looking like mm. terrible, really. Auburn looks terrible. Mm. <laughs> Auburn really might look worse than Arkansas. Uh, Mississippi State, give them credit for going to Auburn and winning, but they may not be a ton better than, than we thought. So, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, they – they might just be better than Auburn, um, you know, and they play with LSU, I guess, too. But, uh, you know, maybe they're just right place, right timing. So there's, there are a couple opportunities for wins that if you believe that these teams are better than A&M. Yeah. But uh, that remains to be seen. I mean, I think that our biggest thing was, uh, you know, the, the passing game w- was functional for the most part until late in the game when, again, we just couldn't – we couldn't throw it when it mattered. Uh, we had Jeremy Sprinkle open in the flat. We had uh, – you know, last place, uh, Brandon stood down, you know, Drew Morgan the whole way. And hard not to do, right, because he had such a great game. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree with Colby. The, the the Kirkland penalty late, I mean, we were around, what, 2.30 on the clock. He's about to go for a fourth down. And two things would have happened. I mean, they could have stuffed us, and uh, they would have gotten the ball there at about, what was it, the 34 or so? Mm-hmm. Uh, we would have gotten the first down. We probably run the clock out or at least attempt a field goal. Get a field goal, yeah. Yeah. And- and even we miss it. I mean, they have well, they had one timeout at that time, so you know they don't have much time to go. Which that might that might have mattered, but uh, it'd been nice to seen what happened. Yeah. Yeah, and again, you just can't escape the eerie parallels to last year's A and M game. It just everything about it just seemed like identical the whole time. I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh god, this is just like. I mean, they lulled me. I mean, if we had had an Australian punter running into touchdown, it would have been the same game. <laughs> That's the only thing we lacked, and like. We made three or four references to that play last night. Every time we punt, we're like, maybe we'll, maybe we'll fake it. Yep. Uh, 
I, yeah. I am kind of con- encouraged, and I was telling you off the group message, I mean, before we came in, uh, the red zone scoring was under 50%. We went the red zone three times, three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, the offensive line was played better than they ever had. They got one sack to team that in two games or three games have given or sacked the quarterbacks, I think, 15 times. Um, the running game came along, the passing game. I, th- I think this is the first time since Bielema has been here, you know, when he first was hired, he said, I like, balance for 200 passing 200 yards rushing i think brandon allen had 225 yards passing or somewhere around there and then the yep. running we had over 200 yards rushing so i mean it seemed like they could pass it when they want to when they could run it when they could but they couldn't pass it late and the only difference from last year what i seen remember it was like third and or it was third and short and they ran it two times and didn't get it well this time they yep. passed it two times and i see it's funny i've seen people like complain they're like why, why do we not run it there but if we ran it didn't get it been like why are you doing the same thing you did last year yeah in la- last year i had an issue with the running because i mean they just piled everybody in there and it's just like it was almost like well if you can't we have to get this we're gonna run it no matter what this time i think the coaches put them in position because sprinkle is wide open and drew morgan if he had hit him a little sooner not stared him up stared him down it probably been a first down and Kendrick Edwards was running across had a crossing route behind uh Drew Morgan he was open so I, I think they called the right plays I just just don't think it was executed right yeah well we didn't really execute late and, and that's just again that's but that's been the case the last three years and you know it's frustrating I don't know it's frustrating on one hand because you see what the team is capable of and they haven't been producing that but by the same token it's a uh, it is encouraging because we looked so dead in the water last week <laughs> against the Texas Tech team that may really be good, actually. And I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, just a crazy game. I mean, I liked what Raleigh Williams the third gave us. Uh, Alex Collins looked like he was living up to his potential. And the offensive line, I thought, was really good. Uh, you know, Drew Morgan looked like a, a breakout guy. Uh, and Brandon played good for the most part, just, you know, just when you needed him. So it – there's there's more to be encouraged about than discouraged. I can say that. Um, you know, uh, if we had had this game actually at home instead of, you know, Cow- Cowboy Stadium, AT&T Stadium, maybe you win it, maybe not. I don't know. You, you know, give credit to A&M. They're, they're a quality team. They've already won some big games this year. And um, it just it, it's still good, you know, to be on the national stage above all else. I mean, I, you know, we're able to host recruits. It seems like most of those visits went well. And um, – yeah, just as far as the actual game, I mean, it's just so crazy, too. Like, they get that strip sack, and it looks like they're in chip shot field goal range, and the guy misses it. And, uh, Logan's parents' house erupted when he missed that kick. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was phenomenal. I, I wasn't even watching. I was I'd like, put my head down, and then I thought he said um, it's good, but he said it's no good, and I was just sitting there with my hands, like, in my uh, – my wife's actually in the back room, and she's, like, yelling. She's like, did you not watch it? And I looked up, and – they did a replay and it's like oh my gosh and you, you kind of got new hope but I, I think the main what discourages me the most about it is i mean of course losing late like we did but i, I think it's just a schedule coming up it's like because we beat a&m you're like we might could really get to six or seven wins you know we might mm-hmm. turn this thing around but now since you lost a and I mean you only got eight games left you know yet ut martin's a win probably i say probably yeah but then, I mean, you play LSU, Ole Miss, and Alabama on the road, probably the three best teams in the division, and um, it's like, oh, where are your wins? So you almost you have to win one game on the road, and you have to win your three home games. So it's there's little room from error, error yeah, going think- forward, and it's just like that's the only discouraging – I mean, besides losing it late, and that's a reoccurring theme, but that's the main discouragement for me. 
me and Charlie talked about it. I think next week's kind of like a loser leave town meeting <laughs> meeting between uh mm-hmm. with, with Jones and Burt because I mean really this is our bowl game on the line. I feel like I mean I think if you win in Knoxville, you've got a legitimate shot to get a bowl game. But if you lose that one, I don't I don't see another road win on the schedule because I don't think you're beating Bama and Tuscaloosa. I don't think you're beating Ole Miss and Oxford, and I don't think you're beating LSU and Death Valley. So even if you sweep your home games, I mean it's gonna be tough. And here's the thing. I think if we get a win against Tennessee, I wouldn't be surprised if we upset one of the three teams because this team, I think it's a lot about just confidence. They're going to have to some way maybe get have a lucky break and win a game late. And it's just when – even like last year when they beat LSU, they just – things kind of worked their way and they got ahead early and LSU never scored. And then they took it the next week and then they took it eventually to a bad Texas team. But I think it's going to take something like that, almost a lucky break or something. They're just going to eventually break through. I don't know how they're going to do it. I will say this. I think our best shot, if we're going to upset any of those big three, is probably going to be LSU. Just because, just because we, our defense actually has been pretty good at stopping the run. We just can't stop the pass. And uh, I watched LSU the last two or three weeks, and they really can't pass the ball very well. They just have Fournette. I mean, obviously Fournette's a stud. I mean, we pretty good him. option. <laughs> we, I mean, we sh- we shut him down last year though, so if we can have some similar success. I could really see us beating them because their quarterback is worse than Brandon. He really is. He's not very good at all. Um, so I mean, that's that's the only encouraging thing. So if you stop Fournette, you much win the game but i mean that's a that's a tough task obviously but yeah we can all agree the tennessee game's huge whether i mean yeah, it could be a, sure. i mean they could go if they lose they might go four and eight three and nine if they win i could see them even getting seven wins somehow not counting a bowl game um so yeah. that's a big difference you know who else they the tennessee game is huge for the eight-year-old chuck livingston who hates tennessee and hates oh. phil fulmer and, and hates rocky top we've only and won one time in knoxville 1992 mm-hmm it was our second conference win. Yeah, good time. I, that was before my fandom. But should have uh, won, it's still, won in 98. <laughs> oh, God, stop. Stop. Wow, stop. you got to warn me before you bring that up. Stop. Two, maybe. 02 was the, the six-overtime game. Uh, we got pounded in 07 up there. And uh, I think that's it. I remember they opened DWRS in 2001. Um, we led three to nothing all night in a driving rainstorm. They ended up winning thirteen to three. Oh God, I hate Tennessee. God, I hate them. <laughs> God, we're gonna have an old-fashioned bird off, as me and Charlie talked about. Everybody was on Butch Jones after the game. Um, I mean, yeah, that was just that was not. The, I mean, how, how do you? It's like I can understand if it's like in the third quarter, early fourth, but like because if you miss the if you don't get a two-point conversion, you're still up by. They're gonna still have to have two touchdowns to win. It just didn't. It wasn't like they could get a field goal and a touchdown and tie the game. Like that just didn't make any sense. Me, it's cra- it's crazy we, how like and we didn't watch a lot of that game. What were we we were watching Tech uh, TCU instead, right, Logan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We watched that game. And you know why we were watching that game? Because that game was Tennessee nuts. was dominating. <laughs> yeah, that game was nuts. I'm right. And Tennessee was dominating up so much that I said at one point, I'm like, oh yeah, Tennessee can't blow this one. Well, guess what happened? They did. What was that stat you guys showed? Like uh, something about Tennessee had two of the like losses after leading late in the fourth or something. Double Leaving digits that- in the fourth after taking double digit lead in the fourth. Teams are three and one, one twenty-two and three, and two of the three losses were Tennessee's against Oklahoma and Florida. Ouch! Ouch! You talk. Now, go ahead. Oh, I, uh, I mean, I was basically doing the same thing you were. I, I turned the game when Tennessee got up, and I was kind of, I didn't even know they won until I was watching like, uh, in the game. I, I don't know if it was like a halftime of some game, and they were showing that, um, that uh, Tennessee ended up, I mean, Florida ended up winning. I'm like, what? But, um. I mean, this game's going to be interesting. I know I'm kind of getting ahead of us about talking about the game, but somebody's got to – you're talking about two teams that have trouble in the fourth quarter. Something's got to give. 
Somebody has to win the game, period. Somebody has to win. <laughs> so this might be Arkansas I was talking about a little earlier about they might have a lucky break to, you know, kind of break through and build that confidence. Maybe Saturday's it. And here's the other thing. What better time to face a vulnerable young Tennessee team than the week after they just absolutely blow a game in Florida, like a game they had no business losing. Like, I mean, give Florida credit, sure, but why do you not like? Where's the downside of going for two there late if you're if you're Butch Jones? There's none. No, there's no. There's downside. none. There's zero. <laughs> it's not. There's no reason to not go for two. Like, like I saw on Twitter, folks were up in arms about it, but then I saw the situation on Sports Center, and I was like, wait a minute, you score to go up twelve. A PAT puts you up 13, vulnerable to two touchdowns and two PATs. If you go for two and get it, you're up by 14. If you don't get it, you're still up by 12, but you at least tried. You did the one option that leaves you open. You get ridiculed for that decision even if you don't blow the game. And when you do blow the game, bye. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. And it, it was like, what, three minutes left? It might have been even two-something. Uh, oh, it, man. I, it was late. It was late in the game. Oh, it was late. Yeah, it was. And, and again, I understand he probably thought. And I mean, you know, I understand that you probably okay. We're we're home free. You're you're fine to think that. But in case the worst happens, don't you want to cover your own butt? Like yeah. how much how much stuff do y'all do at work that you do just to cover your own butt? Oh, I mean, we a lot have, of stuff. Yeah, we have most. Files, I mean, we have electronic files we have to drag. You know, a system and everything. So I always do everything just in case something comes back, just to cover myself. Yeah, exactly. So what I'm saying is. Just it, you have to at least go out there for the two, just in case the worst case happens. Like that way, you don't get killed on on the highlight shows. You have you can tell your AD, hey man, we did everything we could. Yeah. What's the difference between a twelve point lead and a, a fourteen point? I mean, it's, it's yeah, huge. they still have to score twice, but it's yeah, like good lord, like and oh man, what, what did Butch say about that? Well, uh, he had to have explained it. I didn't see it, but even when you're up, if they're up another touchdown, you still got to go for two there just in case they you get an have to. I mean, that late in the game, I, I mean, that just didn't make any sense to me. I, was, uh, I, I'm, I like Butch Jones, and I've not really just kept up Tennessee, but, but I mean, they've had two – was it the last three weeks they've had two situations yeah. like this? So, But that was – I mean, I can understand, you know, a young team losing late in the fourth quarter, but, I mean, this is something you just can't do. I mean, that's just all goes on him. Yeah. And here's the other thing. I mean, it's obviously we had a damaging loss too, but I think that was sort of a feel good loss more than more than Tennessee's. Tennessee's is you better effing win this game because we've lost ten straight to this team that we like beating. Mm-hmm. Ours was okay. We don't really expect a lot today, but let's just go give it a shot. And we did, and we hung in there. And while the way we lost wasn't great, we can still say, all right, man, if we don't jump off sides twice in the fourth and in overtime, because I feel like the one on first down in overtime was key as well. That 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 game could go differently. So I think yeah. we're feeling a little bit better right now, and I think I, I think, think Old Neyland Stadium is going to be filled filled with some uh, trepidation, some nervousness for sure. Because I mean, I a little bit like of nervous A&M, energy. I feel like A and M is a really really good team. Like I really think that. I think they're better than Florida for sure. Oh yeah. I, oh I, yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. And, and I mean, I get that was in the swamp, but at the same time, I mean, I think it was sixty forty A and M fans at the Dallas in the in Jerry's world. So I mean. I feel like I, I feel good about this game. I really do. Um, I was actually looking at their I was looking at their stats, and uh, Dobbs has not been doing very well passing the ball. I know he's kind of more of the dual threat thing, but he only had 83 yards passing against Florida. 83 yards. Is it? I mean, I'm a little nervous that it's a bad matchup for us, but at the same time, A and M 
was kind of a bad matchup for yeah, us as well. I, I think A&M is way more of a bad matchup than this Tennessee team is going to be. Because I feel like the bad matchups are going to be somebody that can really chunk the ball. And Dobbs has really only had success against the cupcakes. But most of the good teams like Florida and Oklahoma, he really didn't throw that well. Hmm. And, well, uh, Colbs, what do you what do you believe? What are your thoughts? You not uh, I was thinking that too because Dobbs. I mean, he ran for yards. I mean, we've had trouble with running quarterbacks, but if we can just kind of focus on the run game, that makes it easier. Like when we're playing tech. Their quarterback had some big running plays against us, but we were expecting the pass. It was all spread out. You know, they went five wide. He was hitting, you know, them short routes, and so you kind of had to cover that, and so you didn't expect the quarterback run. I mean, that, but with Tennessee, they just don't have that much of a passing threat, which what I've seen in, from watching a little bit of the Florida game and Oklahoma game. But um, So maybe you can just zero in kind of on him and uh, think what hurt. They have a really good running back. Yeah, another promising thing that I see is uh, Tennessee secondary might be as bad as ours. Uh, Bowling Green threw for 433 yards on them. Oklahoma oh got Oklahoma got it for 200, and then Florida got it for almost 300 yesterday. So, I mean, I know our pass our passing game really looks good. So until the end of the game, so we can just get a big lead with that. Uh, maybe we won't have to worry about the close game at the end. <laughs> I mean, I think that's what you got to do with you have this young team in Tennessee who's had two heartbreaking losses. I think you got to just go in and just. Hit hit them hard right at the beginning, you know. Oh yeah, early. if 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 you hit them hard early, it's gonna really get them out of their their head. If, it's gonna get in their head. Can we bring Jim Cheney in for just the first drive and then he Jim leaves? Cheney. He always scored. Jim. He might not scored any, but he scored. That's one thing you'd count on. Jim Cheney would score that first drive. So let's bring in the first drive, then you know he can go. He he did have a good job. He did do a good job of scripting that that first series. You got to give him that. Yeah, we might not score again. We'll score on that first drive. And honestly, Dan Enos, has he scored in the first drive any this year? I would. I don't think so, unless it's UTEP. UTEP, maybe. Look, let's be honest. Dan has scored less than me in college. These, these. I mean, <laughs> oh, uh, until man. I mean. So if you're listening at home, uh, they. I mean, no offense to Dan, but he kind of. You kind of look at it and say, "Man, if it ain't broke, don't fix it." But then, I don't know. There's just. It's well, just weird. I mean. Well, the, well, offense thought, looked, the offense looked about like it should, I think, last night. I, I, I thought, it did. You're right. That was the best, I mean, the best balance I can remember that we've had. I mean, last year when we beat Ole Miss and LSU, we just kind of got ahead and our defense kept stopping. We just kind of relied a lot on the run game. I, I mean, you pass it 225. I mean, I thought we'd mix it up pretty well. It's just uh, yeah, no, we had well, done that well, previously. I mean, it's like, why do we not do this early in the season? Yeah, we had yeah last night was the best. You're right. Last night was the best. I, I'm just taking shots. Cause, no, no, I agree. I mean, you know. it should. I mean, the last few weeks. I mean, it, it, it's, it's like they gelled. Like, the offensive line just gelled, the other, you know, last night and everything. And it's just one of the things you'd wish it happened sooner. And, again, when you build your team around it, you kind of think that's sort of what you're going to emphasize coming into the game. But for some reason, it I guess maybe we didn't. I mean, I don't – I got – I just got – I'm just filled with questions. Maybe they um, focus too much on the pass game and kind of get away from – Yeah, maybe Brett decided, hey, look, we need you to fix this passing game, and he didn't really look at it anymore, which is not good, but, you know. <laughs> the, the, passing game has, the passing game has improved. I mean, it has been better. But it's at it least a reason, cost. yeah. And then, then Jonathan Williams goes down, so then you're like – and I, I think that's another reason, I, and I was just thinking about this uh, this week, and I'm I'm just kind of slow. I'm sure everybody else saw this, like right when after we lost Toledo. But Cody Walker going down, I mean, you when Jonathan – or first when Jonathan Williams went down, you had to move Cody Walker to uh, running back. So then you're like you're – I think their fullback, uh, Coquit, I think he got hurt in the offseason or something. And then so like Cody Walker is your, your fullback. 
and so you had to move him to running back, and then you had to move like Sprinkle has to run some tight end, and then I think Josh Allen, the offensive lineman, has to run some t- or uh, some fullback, and then now they, I think they've got a fullback in Kendra Jackson, the freshman who's actually a linebacker, and he just said, you know, I want to play this year, I want to help out any way I can, so they moved him to fullback, and I thought he did a great job last night. Mm-hmm. But it's a trickle down thing when you got guys in a new spot. It's a completely different. Uh, you know, situation like you're 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 constantly learning on the fly. Mm-hmm, exactly. This, this is the first game that I can I think with I guess Toledo game if we had Jonathan Williams we'd probably won. But I think the Tech game I mean our defense couldn't stop him. So I think if like Hatcher and Jonathan Williams are there we still lose. But if we had Jonathan Williams last night and Hatcher I mean I think we win. But uh, you can say if and ands all all day yeah. long. Well, I thought the running game was very productive. It was. You know, I, I, uh, you know, I, I'm not necessarily, yeah, Jay will is, is a better back than either guy we had, but, you know, but Raleigh and, um, and Alex, I they thought were good. productive, but yeah, yeah Keon, go ahead, Logan. I said Raleigh was impressive last night. He really was, but you know, give credit where credit's due. Yeah. I mean, Keon would have given us a second option and we could, I mean, there's no telling what, uh, it just would have been a, a better situation. You know, I mean, they, on that deciding play, if you're insistent on throw it, on throwing it then, you know, you have two options instead of just Drew Morgan to rely on. So, Yeah, Drew um, Morgan was about our only target last night. He was the only one with any kind of significant amount of yards, really. Um, JoJo was the second one. I think he had like 25 yards, I think, receiving, something like that. Well, so we you, don't really have any options. You hope this is a blessing in disguise. Some of these younger players are getting reps like Raleigh and, you know, Drew Morgan and JoJo. And we even, we've seen Dominic Reed catch his first pass. I mean, he caught two, but they went into uh, like 17 yards. I'm telling, you, I'm telling you what, we had so much hype for Dominic Reed before the season. And that mm. dude has only caught two passes in the entire season. I think a lot of it, he came in late summer and he's just now learning how to, you know, line up or learn the plays and lining up and stuff. Because I remember that first game he was in, he was like, looking where to line up and Brandon Allen had to go like point him in the direction. So um, I will think a lot it's mental, but, um, but I, I think it's great. Some of these younger players, and if you can take a silver lining out of it, then of this season so far, I think some of the younger guys are getting reps. So are we still going after Bert's head? Cause me and Charlie pretty much in depth last week. We're pretty much trying to get rid of Bert. Oh, I listened to the episode. <laughs> we were trying to shut down club Bert real hard. So, we are so trying, we're, we're going out of our way. So Colby, so Colby, how do you feel? You weren't, you weren't here last week. So what is your thoughts on this? I was pretty down on Brett until about Wednesday. And then I came to realization that I'm like, you know, let's just see how this year goes. Who are we going to get? You know, even at the $15 million buyout, it's like, there's not many options. I know the Memphis guy's there, but then you have to t- change the system, and it's another couple years, uh, you know, rebuild. So I'm like, let's just see what Bielema did. After the game, I'm kind of really encouraged, you know, especially some of the stuff he said. First of all, I think they made some adjustments from the last two weeks, and if they can continue to improve, I think we might be looking at a bow season, which two weeks ago wasn't looking so promising, or even last weekend wasn't looking like it was going to be the case. Um, one of the comments he made, he's like, I'm tired of, you know, us being close. And we get we are too, Bert. We are too. We are, we are very I'm tired. Pat on the back. He basically said, "I'm tired of moral victories." So I mean, it's nice for him to say he, he knows what's in the press conference. It's time to go out and do it. But I mean, I'm a lot. I feel a lot better about him than I did last week. That's for sure. I mean, I feel better, but at the same time, I'm like, I mean, we're still backwards, and we're we're still going backwards. I feel like you know what I mean. Um, and actually, Logan and I did some investigating last night. Or actually, Logan, finish your thought, then we'll go into. I mean, it big, feels like, I mean, I'm still pretty down on Brett. I mean, it's going to take him winning and upsetting some teams and getting us into a bowl game because I feel like a, not having a bowl game this year is unacceptable. That's a I mean, step I, back. 
And that's a step back. And I feel like I understand the Tech loss because Tech looks like they're a legit contender uh, in the Big 12 over there. But Toledo, and I, again, Toledo looks they, – they killed A-State. They're probably going to go still on. Should, you still shouldn't lose that game. You should still just on a talent level. We had way more talent than them. We should be able to out-talent Toledo. And there's no reason we should have lost that game, no matter what injuries were or anything. And we still had every chance to win that game, like every single chance to win that game. We just didn't do it. So um, I think Brett has to get a bowl game this year. He has to find a way. And it starts it starts this week in Knoxville. I mean, like, like we talked about, it's a must-win game. you got to do it. Yeah, I, th- I think for me it's like – if you if he don't get a bow game, he, I think his seat's really hot. I think he's you know unless he just goes two and ten, I think he's here to next year. But I think his his uh, seat's really warm going into next year if he don't make a bow game and it's kind of put up or shut up time for him. Yeah, and, I think two or three wins gets him canned. But if he gets yeah. to five, if he gets to five, you're like, all right, you had a lot of injuries. We'll give you one more year. But the seat is red hot, like it is. Yeah. It is literally on fire. The, yeah, the, the seat is in flames, and again, justifiably so. Because here's the thing, you know, I understand the SEC is really is a is a great league and all that, but you have to produce. Like 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 Logan always says, we're paying this man a lot of money to win some three games, yep. and you know if, if that keeps up, what do you? I mean, you have to you ha- you have to turn. You were brought here to rebuild this program. And if you're not doing it, you can tell four years in. Four years, you can tell the direction of the program. You just can't. Because 9% of the players are yours. You might have some red shirts from the previous uh, regime. But, you know, I think, like, I mean, he, they're getting so close in games, but eventually you got to start winning them because you're going to play a lot of close games in this conference, and you just got to learn how to win them. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what it takes. And um, I know he inherited a mess, but, you know, it may be majority is not his fault, but it, it comes back to the coach. I mean, it does. Whether yeah, the, w- the W's and L's come on the coach. I mean, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, we're, whether... we're not we're not paying these players. We're literally paying him a lot of money. I mean, we're giving them scholarships, obviously, but but it all falls on Brett. Like Brett has to win games. Like it is his job. And if if it's a player's fault, then we need to pull him out. Like if, if we think that's the problem, because I mean that's his job as a coach. We have to win ball games. That's it. Yeah, you can talk about uncommon and classroom and all this stuff and. You know, and, and that's great, and that is, and, you know, they're not embarrassing the school, and good on him for that. But at the end of the day, like, but you know, it, it, I know it sounds counterintuitive. you got to start throwing some dubs up, man. Like, and it's unacceptable to go from seven wins last year after the bowl to, you know, three or four this year. Like, you, you can't move backwards like that. That's not a, that much of a a drop off anyways. Like, if you, if you go six and six or even yeah. five and seven, you'd be like, you know, we screwed up in the off season. We went. We didn't do the two a days. You know, you can use that excuse. Keon next. got hurt. I mean, um, Jay will. Jay will got hurt. Yeah, Jay will got hurt. We got a lot coming back. You know, you know, we we messed up. But um, and they might even say that's just as far as us fans. We'd be like, well, you know, you can at least get some hope in to go in the next year. Yeah. So let's say this. Let's say we go five and seven this year. Like that's 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 a legit option that could happen. So we go could five, happen. We say five and seven. How many wins saves his job next year? I don't think I don't think it's six. Uh, that, and six. That, I think you got to have eight or nine. That's I'm with Chuck. Eight, eight, and I'm talking a hard eight. I'm talking eight, eight and four, and then a closer. bowl. Yeah, like I like you know if you're seven and five, then you know how much better are you really? And you know, and here's the other thing that's frustrating about this year. Logan keeps bringing it up. Doesn't the SEC seem a little down? Yeah, for sure. Just a They're little really, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, from top to bottom because. <laughs> You know, last year you had, I mean, there were seven legit teams. You know, Arkansas is playing as good as anybody at the end of the season. 
uh, this year, I mean, Arkansas is not looking that great. Um, Auburn's Auburn not looking awful. great. Yeah. Mississippi State, they're probably doing a little better than we thought. But yeah, absolutely. Then, then you look at the East. You know, Tennessee hasn't met expectations so far. Uh, Missouri um, isn't looking as good as they were the last couple of years. They've used their luck up, it seems. Florida is probably a little better, but I, I don't – have, they're four zero, but they haven't really played anybody. I mean, they beat a Tennessee team, kind of gave them the game, and then besides Georgia, it's like, you know, and I even think, even Ole Miss. I mean, Ole Miss is looking great. They they didn't they barely beat up Vanderbilt the other night. Yeah, that was that that's was strange. My, that's my thing. I mean, I, I'm really curious to see what Alabama does the rest of the year because I mean, if they fall off a couple games somehow, um, maybe we are maybe the West is literally just that down. I mean. Maybe we were overhyped because obviously Arkansas was. We were like a dark horse contender for the West. Everybody was talking about over the summer, but we're not even close to that. Like we're we're not even close. To, we're not even a bowl game team right now. <laughs> like it, it's kind of crazy. Is like the Big Ten's got two of the top three, actually the top two teams right right now, and it's usually the SEC. So it's a t- the conference that is probably the considered the worst. The top five or the Power Five conferences is looking pretty good right now. Yep. Yeah, it's fascinating. Uh, so what we were saying earlier about about Coach Bielema, uh, Logan and I did a little independent um, um, investigation last night, sort of researching his record at Wisconsin because this has sort of been a this has sort of been stuck in my crawl the uh, the since you know last week really the you know the close game conundrum, and uh, Logan and I made a very interesting discovery. Logan, do you wanna do you wanna tell our listeners what we uh. found? Pretty much, it just looks like Burt, through all of his his time there at Wisconsin, kind of got big, winning uh, against a lot of bad teams. Uh, most of the wins he got at Wisconsin were against mm-hmm. six and six, seven and six teams um, throughout his tenure. He had a couple big wins. He beat a number, he beat a number one Ohio State team one year, and mm-hmm. I think he beat Michigan when they, they were, were ranked number four. Them. They were number four, but they ended yep. up going nine and four that year. They actually didn't right. win that many games. So. I mean, that's his two big wins in what, like a seven or eight year span or more? So, or six years. I'll, I'll give Brett this too. He was really good in uh, revenge games. There were four instances where he lost to a team early in the year, whether it be non conference or in the conference, and came back and beat them later in the year. Yeah. Uh, twice in the Big Ten title, he came back and beat somebody in a bowl. I think maybe three times, maybe all three of his Big Ten titles, he actually avenged an earlier loss. Yeah. Uh, his Rose Bowls came, though, one while Ohio State was on probation. Mm-hmm. He got another one during the Luke Fickle era between Trestle and Meyer at Ohio State. Mm. And uh, I forgot what his other one was. I think it was still during uh, – Michigan was down. They had Rich Rod or the other Rich guy. Rich Rod. Well, I thought um, when Ohio State was on suspension, I thought that was a Luke Fickle year because that was – No, Urban went 12-0 one year. and they It was didn't on probation. Yeah, but they, that's they, when Bielema was here. Don't think. No, 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 no. We, we, we looked at it. I think that was okay. 2012. I think it was, tw- I want to say it was 2012, maybe 2011. It was, the, it was the John L. year. Yeah, I think it was the John L. year. Nope. Uh, nope. I want to say, because they were only 8-5 and five overall, and I asked, I asked low. Oh, also included, uh, his record in close games was better, but a lot of his wins came against teams that really shouldn't have been close anyway. I'm talking some, th- you know, 4-8 and eight Indiana Yeah, there was a 2-10 and 10 FCS team that almost got him. Cal year. Poly. He won by one point double overtime. It, it's funny. I actually looked at some stuff, too, and that was kind of alarming. But I did see where he had, I think it was 2010, 2011, he had a pretty good squads. And I think it was 2011 where he had, it was he played Ohio State, and Braxton Miller with like a minute and something left scram, scrambles out to the right, and then they have like 50 yards to go and hits this like 
crazy. I mean, the guy was wide open, but it, it's just crazy how Braxton Miller scrambled. And then the following week, uh, Michigan State gets a Hail Mary to win the game. Yes, Maybe I Brett remember that game. Just really bad luck, you know, because I think that was his only two losses going in the Rose Bowl. But his 10, 2010 team was pretty legit, but that is concerning in close games with better competition, which it is tougher, but... Yeah, he he uh he barely beat an FCS Northern Iowa by five in the first game his last year in 2012. Mm. Um, that was not very good. I think that Northern Iowa team they were five and six in FCS and he won by five. Mm. Um, not exactly encouraging, I guess. Um, and yeah, that last year 2012 was Urban Meyer's first year and they were not eligible. Um, so that was accurate. Um, and he lost a one one possession game to Urban that year as well. But it's it's still saying like. Two of his two of his Rose Bowls were a little fraudulent because the best two teams in the in the conference, one of them wasn't even eligible, and the other one was really down with Rich Rod or who's the other guy, the Brady Hoke. Brady, Brady Hoke. Yeah, and they obviously that didn't work out. So, um, so yeah, I mean, looking back at it, it's kind of like man. Right place, right time for Brett. Yeah, kind of, kind of, yeah, kind of thinking that. But still, I mean, you win, you win, uh, ten games and eleven games in one year. I mean, it's pretty good. Uh, no matter what conference you're in, but uh, I'm more concerned about just who they beat and uh, how close they were. More close, I wonder if that's kind of a came down here, you know, losing the close games. Well, that's the thing. Me and Charlie were looking at it. Like, the average wins for some of these teams was like, like literally the average win rate of the people that he beat were like six wins. And we looked at it last year, and it's like every team in the West is bowl eligible. So mm-hmm. it's like, how do you... Like I don't know how that translates. You're beating up on these two and ten, three and three and nine teams. Like there's not any in the SEC like that. Like nobody in the West is that bad. No. Uh, so you're not going to pick up those cupcake wins in conference like you can in the Big Ten. So that was a little uh, discouraging, I guess, to look at. He was better in closer games uh, than he is has been so far here, but at the same time, he's again playing some lesser competition there. Here's a. Uh... But, I mean, you got to look at, like, if we went and got another coach, I mean, they're not going to be the SEC, so you're going most of the coaches you're going to get from a lesser conference. So it's kind of the same. In my opinion, I haven't done as much research as y'all have, but, I mean, you're going to get a coach that's beat up on lesser yeah, talent I guess and they're going to play in this SEC. I, I'm more concerned about, like you said, the Cal Poly, and you no. said that other team that was – Northern uh, Illinois. Yeah, Northern that's, Illinois. Northern Iowa, yeah. more concerns Iowa. me than, than kind of who, you know, he beat to get the, the you know – yeah. Yeah, I guess the reason we kind of went and researched it was because we always talk about how he was the best one on paper, and I fully believe that he was the best candidate on paper. But when you go in in depth and look at his wins and look at the schedule, it's kind of like look as strong. It doesn't look as strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get that an up and comer would look the same way, but we but we wouldn't say that up and comer has a really good resume like Brett yeah. did. You know what I mean? You wouldn't compare those two. Um, I guess that's why we went and looked at it. It was like, man, I don't know about this guy actually looking back. Like, I don't know. I think what kind of cursed me about Bielema when he was first hired is just Arkansas is a place that don't get much talent. And he he has a bunch of players in the NFL from Wisconsin. So it's like, you know, he, he can identify talent and he can develop it. And that's kind of what you have to, I think, what you have to have to succeed at Arkansas. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's one of the things. Uh, I mean, regardless, if, if he don't, find out how to win close games he's not going to be here much longer because i mean you're going to be in close games and you have to find a way to win it or you're just going to be looking at you know six and six seven seven five wins at best yeah exactly we're not going to stand for that and and again like i'm not off of brett yet i mean i I was encouraged last night and i didn't think there was anything that um last night that was could have necessarily been fixed yeah i mean you could say that uh penalties 
yeah, penalties, maybe your more attention to, to detail on that during the week. But, man, there's only so many hours. And these guys got to know at some point, man, hey, just don't jump off sides. You know what I mean? Like, but, yeah, I mean, I thought last night was – I thought we had a good scheme. I thought we committed to the run. You know, and it's not like we were gashing them for um, – for big games, you know, we just we stuck with it. We were patient because I guess we knew we had to. We knew that AM was a big play offense, and um, which they are, as we found out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I again, this is just sort of a sort of a program at large question more than anything. Just saying, okay, what do we think about about Brett? You know, and you look back at it, and it's you know the record still the record's the record, okay, but you're still sort of. You're still sort of just curious, right? You, you got to take a closer look at it, but um, still Abs- interesting. Absolutely, because if he turns it around, you forget about the three and nine record. You forget about you know what this year's going to be. But if he don't, then you're like, well, he had a three and nine record. You know, he well, he went seven and six, but then they went down to you know say four and eight this year. Then it's like you know, but if he turns like around, you just forget. You're like, hey, he had a, b- a bad couple years. He was. He inherited a mess. He's turned it around, and it looks like it's going to be better going forward. But yep. I don't know. It, it, I, I think a, Hog fans in general, I mean, you honestly got to be at least get a little concerned about it. I, I'm highly concerned, honestly. Yeah, I've, I'm still highly concerned. I mean, obviously, me and Charlie both thought that this game was going to be a blowout. And obviously mm-hmm. it wasn't, so that's encouraging. But at the same time, Brett's not off the hook yet. We still lost the ball game, even though it wasn't his fault directly. I don't think he really messed up, like Charlie said. But again, the L's come to the coach no matter what. I mean, they're right. stuck in. That's it. So um, we got another L for one and three. And uh, he's going to have to find a way to get a bowl game, man. He's going to beat the people that he's not supposed to. And maybe he can. But I mean, I'm still very, very down on the Burt era right now. It's going to take getting a bowl game and, again, doing better next year because we got to somehow just salvage this year now. I'm kind of like Chuck. I'm still on the bandwagon, but it's like, you know, there's got to be a lot done to keep me on the bandwagon. So so what are you looking for going forward? Uh, Got to get some dubs, man. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, that's it. I mean, I think our secondary will get better. I think, Rob, we got better as the year went on last year. And I think we were better. Obviously, we forced a punt last night. So that was obviously a step. (laughs) We got the backfield. I mean, we didn't get to do that against Toledo. I mean, that's the first time we, 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 I think we got a sack or two. Yeah. I mean, I really think, I mean, if the second, if the defense stepped up, on that last drive, we win the game. If we wouldn't have had some penalties, we'd have won the game. If we wouldn't have thrown two bad passes in overtime, we'd have won the game. But, I mean, there's a lot of simple things that could have been fixed, like he likes to say. It's just, are we going to get those things fixed to win a ball game? Cause and when are we going to fix them? Like, <laughs> I, I'm in favor of now. Like, I mean, this, I penalty, don't know. this penalty thing killed us last year, too. We had a big touchdown run came called back against – uh, A&M. the same game. I mean, we watched the same game last night. I mean, I felt like I put the DVR on for the 2014 game and just watched that Joker again. Well, Logan and I spent Friday night watching uh, every Marion West Memphis football game from the past, and then <laughs> oh, Saturday God. night. We, <laughs> then Saturday night, we spent our our night watching last year's Texas A&M game. So really, we're just living in the past the whole weekend. Yeah. Oh. Throwback. Throwback Friday. <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, if they improve it. You had Bielema, he seemed last year was really good about not letting the team just kind of lay down and quit, you know, give up on the season. You got to keep getting them up for the the games and uh, keep improving because, I mean, if you keep improving like you're, I think it'll take care of itself. I think they'll get to six and six. Um, uh, but, you know, and then you have to find out a way to fix your penalties and figure out how to win a late game. Yeah. So, Blake, just a blanket here. 
do you guys think we get a bowl game? Like, if you had to say right now, does Arkansas get to six and six? What do you say? No. I think five and seven is just until they do. If they beat Tennessee, I mean, it's a whole new yeah, outlook. But I think it, I think it's five and seven right now. But if you beat, I think if you beat Tennessee, you get six and six. That's my prediction. Uh, I, I'll say this: if they beat Tennessee, I think they go seven and five. My both, oh my gosh, that's my oh. prediction. If they don't beat Tennessee, they go five and seven or four and eight. All right, I'm gonna say if they beat Tennessee, they go six and six. That's what that's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same way. I think Tennessee is, and again, it sounds so cliche, but Tennessee is the biggest game of the week of the season right now because if you win that you you follow up an, a promising performance against Texas A&M with a big win on the road Burt and BA's first conference road win mm-hmm. um since getting married back in 2013 <laughs> um you know which again it, it's a joke it, it sounds like a joke but no I mean it actually is true you know it, it's a long time coming I think mm-hmm. um and then you know now you look at some of these home games differently Auburn you know you're looking at um Missouri. You're looking at Missouri, Mississippi State different. You know, so now, yeah, you're right, yeah. But if you lose, again, especially if you lose another heartbreaker to, uh, you know, Tennessee. yeah, to Tennessee, especially if it's a heartbreaker. You can turn man, the lights out. <laughs> yeah, you, you can pack it up and, you know, and, and you know, and maybe Bird even cleans it. I mean, I don't think they fire him this year, but, yeah, next year I think there's going to have to be something different. So. And you got to think with every loss you lose like that, how much more pressure is that put on Brandon Allen? You know, you've already, he's already lost to his best receivers. He's lost his best running back. How much more pressure that put onto him? He's had so much, like, go wrong with him, and he can't make the big play, and it's just like – And his help's kind of gone now, too. Cause exactly. Best, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's yeah. tough. And, you know, I, I think in his head, like, in that sprinkle pass, he's probably thinking, just don't throw an interception, don't throw an interception. He, he short, short arms the pass. Mm-hmm. And it's just a reoccurring theme with him. And I think I think literally the worst thing that ever happened was him having to start against Alabama that year. I, <laughs> I really hmm. I think it might have killed him mentally. Like, I really think it I might I feel have. really bad for him. I, I, I want it, as much as I want it just for Chelsea, for myself, I want it for, you know, him to have a big moment and win a game. I do think if he ever did get one, like if he wins like a game-winning drive against Tennessee or something, maybe he it would click. But yeah, because he's got the capabilities to be a great, a good, not a great, but a good quarterback. I mean, he was pretty lights out throughout the entire game until the, the overtime. Like really, he was like he made. He, he, he only ahead, missed sir. he only missed three passes all game until overtime. I mean, that's pretty legit. I mean, and he had over two hundred yards passing. That's not he, bad. He made great decisions. Like a couple times, he scrambled, stepped up in the pocket. You know, I mean, he played great until. That middle, yeah. That, that middle block. I don't know what. I mean, it's gonna take him getting a, a finally a game-winning drive or making a big play. I just don't know. If, I don't know if it happens. I don't know. Maybe he needs a TCU like tip pass and they catch it in the end zone. I don't know. He needs some, <laughs> kind, of, he needs some kind of confidence boost because it ain't there when it when the game's on the line. He ain't got it. Speaking of TCU, um, I, I really felt like I'm looking at um, maybe that Texas Tech loss is not nearly as bad as we thought at the time. I think that we're, because we're not really improving at the rate we would like, we don't think anybody else can either, but Texas Tech really came, I mean, I'm not even going to say came close to knocking off T. I I mean, they were right there. Like, they the had. Lucky play, T. Yeah, it took a miracle, an act of God to beat them. <laughs> an act of God, you're right. So, still got to win the, like I said, I, I say that we got to win the games, you know, because you probably out talent them, but maybe you don't. Maybe Tech is really just good. Mm-hmm. They're in disguise, and maybe they end up winning nine games, and we won't know that until end of the year. Uh, yeah, end of the year. But you know, like I was actually empowered by that. I was empowered by Toledo's result too. Again, you got to beat Toledo, but you're looking at it now, and you're like, man, maybe that non-conference schedule 
was just tougher than we realized. And yep. um, and we were, we were overreacting a little bit, right? I mean, do, do y'all see it the same way? Yeah, yep. I agree. And it makes me feel a little bit better, too, about TCU coming on the schedule next year, if, if that means anything. Because, I mean, we're playing Tech, who's apparently just as good as them. So I guess it's not a huge step up playing TCU. And they uh, lose Boykin. And they do lose Boykin, which is huge. That's their guy. Yeah, I mean, um, for me, I mean, Texas Tech game made me feel a lot better. I mean, you hate to lose any game at home. But, I mean, the Toledo game, I mean, they might go undefeated, but you still – you had chances to win the game. You should have still won the game. So that's the only thing because if you you beat Toledo and then it's a whole different outcome, you're like, you know, if we lose to Tennessee, it's not the end of the world. But if we beat Tennessee, we might go 7-5 and five or something like that. So it looks a lot better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it, it makes me feel the team's – because when we lost to Texas Tech, we were all thinking, like, this team's just, just horrible. But then we see them play against A&M, we're like, this team's improving. They can beat some teams. Yeah, it's obvious Texas Tech's not as bad as we thought. I mean, it's 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 just completely obvious now. It's just, at the time, like Charlie said, we just didn't know. You know, it, it's so early. We don't know anything about anybody yet. And that's the thing about, like, coaches, like, you know, Kingsbury had they went like four and eight last year after he had a he had a pretty good first year, and then they just went backwards the second year, and then the third year is his best year. And so, I don't know, it's just kind of crazy. And then you look at, I was talking texting you earlier, is like Mark Stutes, Bielema, Butch Jones, and Malzon all came in the same year. Malzon looked like the best one out the first year, and then the other three looked like chumps. And now we're in year three, and Mark Stoops is the only one that's probably not, you know, a lot of people don't want him gone at least. You know, Stoops actually has it going on, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, Malzahn's got worse every year. Bielema, you know, he's kind of struggling in his third year. Butch Jones is not going for two in obvious situations, and they've had two late collapses. So, I, you know, it's, it's just kind of crazy how th- it's kind of like week to week where we're thinking Texas Tech wasn't a good game, and now we're like, man or good team now we're like Texas Tech's a good team so it's just kind of crazy week to week how things change yeah well guys we're running kind of out of time here let's try to get some Tennessee predictions in here oh and then uh and then we'll uh we'll end the show <laughs> I'll start with Colby because Charlie doesn't sound excited to, to say his so, uh, so Colby go ahead <clears throat> I, this one's tough I, and I, I feel like the same way Chuck does I think Arkansas is gonna lose I just until it happens on the road you I gotta say they're gonna lose got a score for me um 20 i'm not saying 24 28 and let is that oh the, don't do that oh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that 21 24 uh man i who knows i feel like <laughs> you know what no i'm I, i'm going down with the shift you know what I, I i was impressed with what with the foot that we put forward the other night i was not impressed with you know, Logan and I were joking about a bread off, a bird off, but like <laughs> that really could happen. And it might actually favor us. Like if you can imagine that the Mogu's 0 and 10 in one score games, it could go our way, but Butch Jones not going for two and he won't make the same mistake, but he can make something similar. You know what I mean? Yep. Like yep. he could make a similar. Well, there's I a mean, lot of, there's, there's more pressure on Tennessee. I feel like, cause I absolutely feel like it's at home and I feel like they might break. And like my dad said, it was kind of like, what if they're already squabbling internally? I mean, I'm not saying that's that's what's happening, but I mean, after a game like that, there might be some hostility inside the team. The fingers. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, obviously, well, I, don't, you know, I don't know what's happening, but maybe. And they're at home, and they had a they had a feel bad loss. I feel like Arkansas had a feel good loss, like a loss that we're like, okay, we're we're gonna catch this L. It's fine. Probably ugly. Logan and I were joking about making NC17 type jokes, you know, all day <laughs> before the game. So, and then we actually we were competitive and. There are no moral victories. I think we're all on board with that. 
But when you're talking about just in a vacuum, you look at Tennessee, everybody thought they were going to win the game, even on the road. And then when it doesn't happen, you're almost like, oh, Merce, like, how do they lose that game? And then the way you lose it, you know, like our, we lost, our loss was pretty painful. But at the end of the day, you can explain it away by saying penalties and um, and just lack of execution and overtime on offense and defense, for that matter. Uh, Tennessee, they're looking at their coach like, why did you not go for two, man? Like, are you yeah. freaking serious? Like, yeah. I'm going to go Arkansas 27, Tennessee 23. Whoa, I cannot believe Charlie just did that. I really <laughs> I can't. I can't either. Like, I don't know what's going on. I just, I, I don't know. Oh, Jake Arrieta just went deep. Nice. Jake Arrieta hit a home run? Two-run shot, Cubs up 2 nothing. Oh, my God. That Maybe he is the MVP. Ball. That's amazing. Anyway, back to football. I uh, I have to go with Arkansas just because uh, Uh-oh. In, in my in my homerness here, I know that if we lose this game, the season's over. And I don't want the season to be over yet. So. And Logan doesn't want to drive nine hours for a nail. So. I'm also going to the game, so I really don't want to go to watch us lose again. I've actually never been to a game on the road that we've won. So God. Kind oh, of, God. <laughs> I lost one with Alabama. I lost when we went to Alabama. I lost when Can we I went to Oxford. Can I change my prediction? I lost when we went to Oxford. Uh, I lost when we went to Auburn. So this will be – I'm 0-3 right now. Uh, <laughs> At least no, 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 Alabama no, no, no. We, 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 we beat Memphis in 1998. Okay, I went to that road game, and we won that <laughs> game. 1-3. and three. Uh, If you count the bowl games, I'm like – I think I'm at 500 if you count the bowl games. So. Oh, my. Uh, 500's not bad, right? No, uh, it's not good, though. <laughs> you, I mean, you gotta look at who we're beating on the road. You, you went to Memphis and we won, and then... We, we beat Memphis, we beat Ohio State, since that game still counts in my mind that we won, because screw those guys. Screw we, them. We beat ECU, we beat, uh, freaking Kansas State, so there you go. Mm. Wins, big wins. Kansas State's a pretty solid win. Yeah, and then we lost to Auburn, Ole Miss, and, uh... Alabama so I mean those are three hard games so but anyway I think we're gonna win I do think I don't, I'm not scared of Tennessee's passing which um is our big weak point with our secondary being as it is right now so I feel like the defense bows up on these guys uh kind of kind of slows Dobbs down his running game him and Hurd and uh I think we get the dub I think we score 28 and we win 28-24 stop it with the <laughs> score do something different hey, isn't that what we isn't that we how much we beat them or in 99? 20. 99, that's right. Same score as the year before. All right, same score this year. That can Hogs. be good. Hogs win, 28-24. There's no, if they beat us 28-24, that's it. I, I resign from the show. Forget <laughs> it. It's not worth it. Oh, God. Well, we're going to get off here now. We've almost reached the hour point, so we're going to go ahead and cut this show up. Um, but we'll see you guys next week, hopefully with a dub, because uh, if not, it's going to be a really depressing place around here. <laughs> and here I thought it was already pretty de- pretty de- depressing. I don't think we may do the show next week if we lose. Like, going to be dead. <laughs> it depends on how we lose. If we get pounded, I, you know, I, I could be talked into it. But if, if it's another close loss, like – I'll be digging up more crap on Bert. So, <laughs> looking right, as assistant coaching days. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> back in Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks guys for listening, Woo Pig, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for Woo listening. Pig.